0: God, surprise me. It's a daily prayer of mine for the last few months, and if I were honest, I continue to pray that I wouldn't miss what He's doing because I'm so focused on what's ahead. Can you relate? I think we all get caught up in the what-if moments, but we need to wrestle with the even-if-not moments and see where we find our hearts too. Would you agree? If you've done life for any longer than 20 years, you probably know waiting and staying committed to the long game of faith without compromising is a very real challenge, especially when life and things you've longed for seem to be taking longer than expected. That breakthrough, that moment, that upgrade, even that thing that you long to see God move in. And when it's another delay, it just gets discouraging. But, yes, there's a but, but we believe in a God who's bigger than all of our questions, who's mightier than the knows and the not yet's, and even one who can turn it all around. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. Lamentations 3.25 It encourages us to pour out our hearts to Him and to keep seeking His face, He's so faithful, friend. He knows exactly where you are and what you're longing to see answers to. What do you need today? If you haven't already tuned in to Stay in the Story, a 25 day devotional on you version, I'm inviting you to do so today. You can subscribe to the plan today. Just head over to the link in my show notes. Plus, for listening today, I want to offer you 25 videos that will complement your daily reading should you choose to dive in. Over 3,200 people have jumped in since November, and I'm excited to learn that you might too. If you want access to these free videos, all you have to do is two different things. Head over to my show notes and learn how you can get free access to the videos that complement Stay in the Story, a 25-day devotional on YouVersion. As I was saying earlier, God knows exactly where you are and what you're longing to see answers to. The season ahead could be the best surprise God has in store for you. As I often say, trust His heart when you can't trace His hand. So if you need that daily encouragement along the way, I hope you'll jump into these free resources. And now back to our show. When you find yourself between here and there, the now and the then, it can feel difficult to embrace life and all that it has to offer, especially when you feel like you haven't arrived yet. Wherever you're at though, we wanna help in that beautiful struggle of transitioning well through aspects of faith and life with The Places Between, a podcast all about transitions. Hi, I'm your host, Wendy. I'm a storyteller and a creative with a passion for adventure, fitness, and faith. What began as a love for travel, experiences, and community turned into helping clients around the country tell their own stories and inviting others to join them. I've always been passionate about people fully living. That means navigating those places between, opening up a safe space to have conversations and encouraging growth along the journey. So join me as we explore what it's like to transition well on the places between. Super excited for who we have in store for today's guest. My friend Brady is a creative, he's a brilliant filmmaker that's truly a genius in his craft. The way that he tells a story through the lens of a camera is just such a beautiful gift and something that you really cannot teach. He's naturally and insanely gifted at what he does. And not only is he a filmmaker, but he happens to be married to a gorgeous wife, her name is Quinn, with a son and one actually on the way. So when he's not filmmaking, he's getting into fun adventures with his beautiful wife and some of them happen to include running Airbnbs. Oh, and lots of fun travel. So not only is Brady one of the most genuine down-to-earth creatives that I've worked with to this day, but you'll find that his charismatic energy and thirst for life is contagious. I'm sure you'll discover this for yourself as you tune in to this week's episode of The Places Between. So without further ado, meet Brady. Brady, it's so good to see you. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh, thank you for having me. I'm literally so, so excited. It's gonna be great.
0: I'm so excited. I've thought about a lot of our conversations from working together and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I was just thinking, if I could be a fly on the wall in somebody else's conversation just to hear what they talked about and hear the cool backstories to make somebody who they are, I think that's what I hope for our conversation. So I'm excited to dive in.
1: I'm so pumped. It'll be great.
0: Cool. Well, we're going to get started right away. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who Brady is, um, what you're passionate about, and then maybe something that people wouldn't know through social media.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Brady Clayton. I'm 27. I, now I feel like I'm introducing myself in front of a class or something. Okay. I'm from Texas, uh, born and raised, Texas native. I've been married to my wonderful wife, Quinn, for five years now. We have a little two and a half year old whose name is Asher. So been in Texas all my life and I'm a videographer. I've been doing professional videography for almost five years now as well, or four and a half. I can never remember. And yeah, I mean, what I'm passionate about is honestly, I'm so blessed to be passionate about what I do for a living. So I love showcasing and telling people stories in a visual way that's entertaining, that's engaging, that moves people. And I just love creating and shooting stories with the camera, putting it together in brand videos. And yeah, that's what I'm passionate about. I just love the art of storytelling and always trying to push myself further to do a better job on the next one and to truly create something that that moves someone Um, and then as far as oh as far as uh some random thing that people might not know about me i have a very strange fascination with lost and buried treasure so i actually have like multiple like volumes of books with like full of like ancient lore of, like, lost, you know, Indian and pirate loot and, like, actual real stories in America where, like, things are still missing. So, like, I think, like, part-time, I would love to be Indiana Jones. I think that's, like, definitely a side hobby that I'd like to pursue. Uh, But that's definitely something that I, like, don't ever really talk about, but I have, like, a pretty major fascination with.
0: Uh, That's amazing. So what you're saying is you're really just, like, an 80-year-old guy that likes to watch... (laughs)
1: just kidding absolutely 100 um, yes
0: which is that's so cool. fun my dad actually watches the history channel a lot and no he's always watching some kind of cool show about oh. like archaeological digs and
1: it's so. so fascinating anyway i could go down a whole rabbit hole but yeah oh. that's definitely something that's fun that i i enjoy i love that
0: Well, the last time I worked with you just a few months ago, um, you actually had a really big announcement and you had mentioned that you guys were pregnant, but you just Mm -hmm. found out. the the sex of the baby, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, I'm married to my wife, Quinn. We have a two and a half year old and we just found out that we are having another baby boy. Um, And we're like neck deep in the process of trying to choose a name. Guys, like for everyone watching, just walk me through your baby naming process because we're having a hard time. We're kind of in the middle of trying to choose a name, but it's super cool to be grasping the reality of being a dad of two boys. Like that's wild to me. So Mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited for that next season that's coming up in life.
0: Oh, I love that. Well, please tell Quinn congratulations and how exciting. I love Um, that. How's Asher feeling about being a big brother. I
1: don't really know if he's fully grasped that he's not going to be the star of the show anymore. You know, it's that someone new is coming into town that he's going to have to definitely, you know, uh, defer to. So I think it'll be a pretty big wake up call for him once once the new little boy hits the
0: ground. Oh my gosh! I love it. Okay, so you are a true entrepreneur at heart. I've just. I feel like I've watched your film business grow through social media. And actually the funny thing about for those that are listening, the funny thing about how we connected, you had actually already previously made some spectacular brand promotional films for some other Instagram like influencers, if that's what you want to call them. Yeah. Um, obviously they're incredible at their craft from photography to hairstyling and even just somebody that built her business on, I think Etsy, um, yeah. Gordon. Yes. G. Yes.
1: Yes. Like,
0: incredible. Um, totally incredible business, but now just incredible influence. And I think I had reached out to you to potentially help with a fitness film that I was working on. And then I was like, you know, I actually think I want to contract Brady to help me tell my story as an event planner and designer. So the first time that we got to work together was over a year ago in Southern California. And that was such a blast. So much fun.
1: Literally, for everyone watching this, like, and I've told you this multiple times, that shoot was genuinely probably my favorite shoot of 2020. Like, it was so much fun. Like, Um, we just had such a blast and you guys can probably go watch the branding video that i made with wendy but like that last rooftop sequence that evening was so much fun to be a part of and film and you're just so incredibly talented at creating events and creating experiences and it was so cool for me to like firsthand experience an event that a mini event that you were hosting for your brand video but yeah you're you're great at what you do and i genuinely had the best time shooting that with you
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Just as another professional, it's like, it's so neat to especially bring your friends into a space of your work. And then you got to document everything. And just for listeners that haven't, that weren't a part of it, this is wild. I have to tell, I mean, the crazy story of, and I was going to get into this in a little bit, but we can back up. So I was going to tell this story about. It's the last day of filming. We're trying to get this jet ski shot. <laughs> Brady has to be at the airport at like, like an hour and a half from when we're renting this jet yeah, ski. Well, totally. the weather's kind of iffy. So we're like, "Uh, do we actually rent it? Well, I can't get my money back. And it's, you know, not cheap to rent a yeah. jet ski. So we make this plan that I'm going to do the jet ski I'm going to go through all the instructions and how to use it and then Brady is going to drive all the way down to the tip of the wedge which for those of you who don't know it's like maybe a couple miles away but it's in Newport and there's lots of traffic and I can only go 5 miles an hour on the water to get to where I need to be so Brady can get this sweet epic shot. drone shot. We're pressed against time. The weather's iffy. Oh my gosh. I think I dropped a pin for you in a map and I was like, okay, meet me at this spot. I'm I'm going. And I it totally felt like a scene out of a movie where I was just like, We gotta get this shot. We gotta make it happen.
1: Well, and it was so funny because like we had to leave soon to get to go to the airport and you can only get out to the open sea through this harbor at five miles an hour. So there was literally no chance that you were going to make it out to open sea in time. And I'm having to like, just salvage the moment by trying to just get some footage of you. And I'm trying to have to find you in the middle of this harbor that is full of boats and yachts (laughs) and other jet skis. And I'm like, I'm just looking for Windy like wave something I mean it was like so hard to find you to begin with and then just to try <laughs> to oh my gosh that was such a wild sequence it was it was, it was so
0: wild and then I think the moment that I was like at the end like close to the wedge ready to like gun it on the jet ski <laughs> I look up and I hear this humming and I'm like yes he found this it he, he found, found me <laughs> so you get the shot I try to hurry back to land, you know, at five miles an hour, we zoom you off to the airport, you make your flight. And then (sighs) the next day it's pouring down rain. And then the day after that, there's all these orange County fires and all the smoke smoke would have ruined everything. So it's just funny to think, um, you know, and I know that, people that might be listening that are in the creative business of like filming and outdoor events and any of that stuff you always it's always a gamble.
1: Totally. totally. But
0: I'm just so glad it went so well and <laughs> we got the shots we, we needed.
1: Got the shots. So, we completely avoid against all odds. Truly against all odds. We were we managed to pull it off.
0: Yes. But I do for sake of entertainment i do want to share with the listeners the story of your drone <laughs>
1: oh my gosh yeah this is a great this is a wild time so speaking of jet skis clearly there's a negative association between drones and jet skis right now because just something just doesn't go well always but um i was in uh, puerto Vallarta, mexico filming a a YouTube brand launch video for uh, another friend of mine. And so we were like, hey, let's do this cool, fun drone jet ski. And so we, she was able, there wasn't a harbor, which was great. So she didn't actually have to slowly crawl along at five miles an hour to get off to the open sea. She was able to just jet straight out there. But I got my drone. I stupidly decided to turn off the obstacle avoidance sensors, which... For people not really sure how drones work, basically, that just means that it keeps the drone from running into stuff. Like it will manually pull the drone up or away, right? So I turn it off because I'm like, I want to get as close as I can to the jet ski. So I am just ripping this drone at full speed. I mean, I'm going like 40 miles an hour, low over the open ocean, right? And right off the coast, right? And the shots are just amazing. I mean, just like, oh my gosh, it looks like straight out of an action movie. I'm so happy, right? And I'm always like, I'm so nervous because I'm so low to the water. My mom, like, just one more shot, just one more shot. And that's what always gets me into trouble that mindset. Just one more shot. Because normally <laughs> thing, things go south right after that. But basically, I just try to keep recording, I'm going super low to the water. And I see the water come up in my little viewfinder on my remote. Granted, I'm back on the shore, right? We're flying the the drone. And I see the water level just come up. And then my whole screen goes black. And I realized that I had just sent the drone straight into the ocean. So I look off the coast and I see her on the jet ski jump off the jet ski so i realized that she saw the drone go down right in front of her and i'm like praying like please god like please help her grab the drone and like she's in the water for a couple of seconds and then gets back on the jet ski with no drone in hand and i'm oh, like oh no! I mean, and this is literally half a mile off the shoreline right so to keep long things, I didn't really care about the drone. I just wanted the SD card, like the mini SD card. Because yeah, all the, footage, all right, the right? footage. So basically what happened was they went into the village and asked, like, are there any like free divers or anyone in the town that would be able to do this? So there was a guide that like grabbed some local guys from from the village and they all went out there in this little pontoon boat. We all went out there together. And I had like a map of the last known location of the drone on my my little fly drone app right so i'm like this is it like i've got like the last known coordinates so we're jetting out there off the coast like a half mile out offshore and i and the guy's like hey can i see like the coordinates so i can kind of know where to go i'm like yeah so i hand him my phone he hits a button on my phone and deletes the flight record so now we don't have a coordinates at all of where the drone is right oh my gosh so pissed literally i'm just like you had one job i handed you my phone and then you deleted everything like how did that even happen so basically these guys jump off the off the boat we're just hoping and praying that we're in the right area they're going down they're coming back up gasping for breath it's super deep they estimated it was around 40 feet on where they were like diving down right I'm just like praying to God that this thing gets picked back up, right? Sure enough, this guy goes down, disappears for a long time, and then comes up, boom, the drone in his hand. No. And he had gone down 40 feet to the bottom of the seabed and wow. pulled up the drone. It was literally unbelievable. So I got the SD card. I was able to recover all of the footage. It was genuinely just like the most mind-boggling, like worst-case scenario story ever that could happen while filming that just turned into the most insane against all odds situation. It's crazy.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I feel like that's... I mean, we live for those moments, right? So we yes. we always... We want to experience miracles, but we don't ever want to be in a situation where we need a miracle. Yes. Like... <laughs> like God, this could have taken my entire project, you know, like ruined everything. But like, then something like that happens. That's incredible. I know,
1: right? Isn't that
0: wild? That is so fun.
1: Definitely a pretty pretty crazy scenario.
0: So one of the things that I know from working with you, it's not only like your attention to detail. I know, I remember like actually watching how you don't just get two or three angles and then call it good. Because I've worked with a handful of creative filmmakers that it's like, they get two shots, they're convinced that's Mm. all they need. And then later they're scrambling for extra shots. So I love, love that you just give this extra attention to your craft and you're such a master at it. And, well, I'm, and then- I'm
1: glad that you appreciate it because I, some people call me the 30 take wonder, which means I've got to basically take it 30 times, you know. And I'm just glad you're down to roll with it because some people are like, why are we doing the same thing over and over and over again? I'm like, you don't understand. It's got to be just right. right.
0: But then when you get to see like these masterpiece, like productions come out and you're like the way you can bring a story to life through a lens and translate like everything that you caught behind the scenes and just make it look so, um, just like you make it come to life, but you just make it look so easy. So people, I think people love getting pulled into your content because it's super compelling and just storytelling at its finest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so so much. kudos to you. I know even last time we had gotten to work together more recently in August for a film shoot it was based around a western storyline during those couple of days we were talking about I think we talked about like just this pressure to continue to put out our best. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel this way? I I'd love to talk about like how you think social media plays into this maybe. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, that's a great question. I think creatives especially feel this pressure because we are in an environment of comparison, right? So, you know, you're an event planner. I'm a videographer. You create experiences. I capture experiences. There are people in our same industry in our same field who are doing the same thing. And the level that they're putting out maybe looks a little bit better than ours, right? And we feel that sense of comparison, like, oh God, like, I want to represent the best version of myself. And in the effort to do that, we will eventually kind of either come across as inauthentic or we won't post anything at all because we're crippled by this fear of not being able to put out the best stuff. And that's actually something that I struggle with to this day. Like I, and and I almost joke about it now. Like I've always been like, oh, I really want to do a YouTube channel. I really want to start posting more videos. But because I'm such a perfectionist, I'm my own worst enemy because I am brought up in this environment of comparison. So if anything that I put my name on, like it has to be really good or I just won't post it. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is something that has plagued me personally Mm. ever since I started videography. Like literally it's for five years. It has been the hardest struggle for me to try to overcome as a person. Because we're getting to the point in social media where people don't care that much about quality. Mm. And all they want is they just want to feel a genuine connection with that person, right? And so it's good news for both of us as creatives, because people really just want to see the real side of you, right? Remember when Instagram first started in like 2011, everyone was trying to do like the most airbrush, polished, over the top Stuff, right? You've noticed that as time has gone on, that standard for perfection has mm-hmm. slowly started to wane because you know we as people crave authenticity more than we do perfection, right yeah, totally. um, And so I think that's something that's been encouraging to me is I, people are starting to wake up and be like, I don't really feel like I, c- I connect to that person because that's just so over the top polished and you know, over the top airbrushed, right? Totally. And so yeah so basically i would just say that yeah social media does not help people like me that already struggle with perfectionism and yeah. already struggle with trying to put out a good quality product.
0: Totally. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, it's a huge struggle. It's kind of it's like a blessing and a curse, right? Totally. So we recognize the threat that it plays to just Mm-mm. us as creatives or even humanity. And yet there's also this beautiful thing about being able to leverage it for good. Yes. And that's, I feel like what I've seen a handful of colleagues and peers do, you know, even the, like for you with Pocket Cinema and using your talents and your gifts to bring it to other people to be like, hey, you have a business, you run it on social media. Let me show you how to use your phone to get really, sweet video shots that then actually make you look legit as yeah. what you do in your industry. So that's a side pitch for all of our listeners. Go check out Grady's <laughs> Pocket Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, like I really appreciate I follow a handful of speakers and a handful of authors on social media and I love that they don't necessarily feel the pressure to post something every single day yeah. because they know that when they do post, they are mm. going to post something that's, that's really compelling that draws their audience in, that their yeah. audience really wants from them.
1: Yes,
0: And then those are the opportunities they can really add value and speak life or wisdom or clarity into something that someone is going through. Yes. So I that's don't know. So I just, like as somebody who also helps run social media for several clients, I'm like, we don't have to post every day to be able to articulate a really amazing story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. And you touch on a great point, especially with the pastors and authors that you're following, not posting all the time, but when they do post, they offer something of value. And that's a huge key. Like stop looking through the lens of, does everything look amazing that I'm posting and start looking through the lens of is what I'm posting providing value to another person, right? Are they getting something out of this? It could be anything from, hey, I found this recent product that's actually really helped me and something that I want to, you know, get better at, or, you know, there's a cool restaurant that I really love this, you know, like you just, you want to put out things that provide value to other people or educate other people. Or make them walk away feeling like, wow, actually got something out of that. And that's something interesting that I learned new today, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. And then, even for those that are listening that are like, social media is not really my jam. And they don't worry about what they post because they post once a year. Yeah. You know, it's, I would encourage you as a listener that if you're somebody that consumes a lot, Mm. like that's been a huge challenge for me to, actually try to slow down and not jump from one thing to the next to the next. Because it's a lot harder to retain a really impactful word or really amazing story when we're just in this, like, how much can we get and consume mentality. So, you know, it's, I heard somebody once talk about not guarding their time right after they go to church or hear an impactful speaker. Because they rush off to go grab a meal with a bunch of friends, which is great. But if they don't utilize or steward that time well, they miss the opportunity to actually dive into like what they actually just learned or what they mm-hmm. actually just like the epiphany they just had or something that God was speaking to them. So That's
1: really good.
0: Isn't that wild? Because yeah. it's so it's so easy to just like rush off to the next yep. thing. But especially in light of the holidays, you know, I mean, everyone, everyone can relate to feeling busy between Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's. And I think if we're just to slow down a little bit and like, you know, I'm sure majority of those listening, we're all on social media. We all consume way too much, but it's kind of like just kind of checking our hearts a little bit to be like, how much am I consuming? Mm -hmm. And is this really doing me any good right now? Or would taking a little time away from it and then just like reinvesting somewhere else. So. Mm -hmm.
1: That's so good. That's so good. And literally like I've I've, sh- I've kind of had to wake up and, and remind myself that as well like, hey, how much am I consuming? because from a creator's perspective, if all you do is consume, you're actually killing your creativity in the long run. Because you're not thinking like, how can I come up with an original idea that provides value to other people that's entertaining or engaging? Or like you even brought up the example of going to church. Like I'm just consuming this thing. It's going in one ear and out the other. And then I just move on with my life and I'm not developing unique and original thoughts, unique Mm -hmm. and original applications to my life. So you're so true. When you shift the mindset from being a consumer to a producer, right? either in your work or in your spiritual life or in your thought life, you will always be so much more enriched in your lifestyle because you'll have fulfillment through the things that you're thinking about because they're coming from you. They're not just a regurgitation of something that you just saw and then are trying to just kind of quickly brush past and move on from, you know, that's something that I've, I'm really trying to get better at.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, I know it's not easy for all of us, but it's kind of like baby steps. We'll get there. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So as a creative, you had mentioned earlier in the episode that you've done this for almost five years. And I know that I know it stems from like you made films or you helped your friends in high school and then the earlier part of your 20s and then fully jumped into this as like a full time thing after a brief in politics, which we don't have to get into. <laughs> but how would you just kind of switching gears a little bit? How would you encourage somebody that's listening that maybe I mean maybe they're not 25 mm. with this huge dream. Maybe they're maybe they're in their later part of life. They've had kids, they've been married, they've been in their yeah. same job forever that they're mm. finally thinking about doing something different? Um, yeah. How would you encourage a listener not to give up on the dreams that they have that potentially was put there for a reason?
1: Yeah, that's so good. Well, I think that I would be in the same the boat. I found myself in the boat of a listener who would be in thinking through this right now. Um, when I was working an office job in politics, like you mentioned earlier, And I was in this constant grind of waking up super early. I was in an hour and a half long traffic-packed commute, running a very stressful day, working a job that did not provide any fulfillment for me. And I even remember just sitting in the car on a traffic jammed morning thinking, this is what the rest of my life is literally going to look like if I don't change something, right? Like, I'm just going to be stuck in this car, on this commute, in this job, being unhappy, being unfulfilled if I don't start to pivot and look for something different. And for someone that's listening right now who might feel like, yeah, bud, like that's literally how I felt for a long time, right? I would just encourage you to start small, right? Right. It doesn't have to be a major change. Like we mentioned earlier, Wendy, when you and I were talking about the comparison game, sometimes it's very easy to feel like, hey, I've got to move into something super fast because everyone mm-hmm. that I'm seeing is like making all these changes and getting that new job and getting that raise and getting that new house. And, like Everyone seems to be moving a million miles an hour and advancing the ball way further along in life than I feel like I am right now, right? Yeah. That's the tendency that we we all seem to have as humans. Um, is that comparison. So I would just say, start small, identify what makes you happy, right? Maybe if it's even just a little hobby, or if it's just a little side gig, at the end of the day, I would encourage you to like move past the money perspective, right? And just go to fulfillment. Does this fulfill me as a person? Do I truly can't wait to work on this? Do I get lost in this process when I work on it? Where I look up at the clock and go, Oh my gosh, like four or five hours have gone by and I didn't even know because I was just enjoying this so much, right? Those are the clues that you should start keeping track of in your mind to be able to kind of identify correctly. Is this truly a passion that I feel strongly about? Right. And then I would, you know, just slowly make small steps to set yourself up to move in that direction. And start small, you know? I mean, if it's a a little business idea, you know, then maybe reach out to a, a handful of friends. Hey, do you know anyone that has this need? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then start pursuing it in a way, and don't get impatient. That's the biggest thing that I would encourage people who's in that who are in that crossroads. Is we live in a society of impatience and a okay. society of comparison does not help people that are patient because we're like we want it now. Come on, let's move along, right? So I would just encourage you to just wait and be patient and enjoy the small okay. moments because. As you continue along this path, you will find that you will begin to grow, right? It will take sweat, sweat equity. It will take lots of hard work, but you'll look back on those moments that you were like, wow, like, I'm so glad that I took a moment and realize like, hey, I'm in the growing phase, right? And um, keep artifacts of your journey along the way, right? Something that we love doing, Quinn and I, is we'll actually keep physical objects and hang them on our Christmas tree as ornaments. So if something represented like a crazy time, like an old car, right? We'll keep like the key the key fob and like hang it on the tree or whatever. Oh, um, how cool is that? Yeah, right? Or, you know, our old apartment sign, like we took it off the door and we'll have it on our tree. It's like nice and small, you know? Or like an old film location for me that represented like a project that I had worked on three or four years ago when I was just starting. Like we purchased a little something from the gift shop at the place that we filmed or whatever, and that's hanging on the tree. So keep little monuments, as I like to say, of your journey in remembrance so that you can look back on them and they act as a visual reminder of how patient you were, of how much you put your head down and you can look back on them and have fulfillment and find joy in that journey. Mm.
0: I love that. That's such practical advice. And it's so funny because the nature of this podcast being in the places between, it's kind mm-hmm. of like we talk about the longevity of what does it look like for the long haul. And you just giving the practical example of like remembering things along the way, yes. it actually reminds me of kind of what God asks Joshua to do when they cross. The jordan yes and he's like yes. i want you to remember that i brought you through this mm. and i want you to go back and pick up stones and you collect those stones and those so that when your kids ask you about them you can actually be like oh this is when god delivered me or this mm. is when i took that step of faith even though i didn't know if i'd make it and that just what a cool uh Like, I don't know that you realize you were doing that, but like, what a cool side-by-side comparison. It's like, do not despise the day of small beginnings and just Mm -hmm. like keep going forward.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's why I wanted to refer to those things as monuments was in totally indirect reference to the Joshua situation where they did erect those monuments of stone and everything. And I always thought like it could be something super, super small and tiny, but it's a monument that represented a phase of life where you were in a certain mindset or a belief system. And you could just look back on that and see kind of the progress uh, or ways that really God showed up and performed miraculous miracles and moved you along in life and like we even yeah like even mentioned like the car the little car key fob the result of like a terrible accident that happened with Quinn (laughs) and asher and so but it was really like a monument of um how the lord like protected them in that accident Uh and so we still have that little car key fob to hang on the tree to act in remembrance of like how god protected them even though it was like a really bad situation Yeah, so it's like a fun little practical thing that we we have fun with. And I think that a lot of people could enjoy if you if you start doing that.
0: Absolutely. I'm already starting to think about things that I can keep to the side after certain things. You know, I I spend a lot of time at the beach. And last time I was in Florida, I was like, I'm gonna just pick out two little seashells. There you go. Just to like remind me of a season. But Mm. so I'm sure our listeners are thinking through what they could pull out from this season. Yes. Um, although I, I will not be saving, um, an old mask or anything like <laughs> give me something different.
1: Yeah. That ain't making it on the Christmas tree for me. No. I am <laughs> completely blowing all of that over.
0: Oh um, Well, it's been such a joy to have a conversation with you. I feel like there's 20 more things that we could talk about I know you guys will have to, I just want to give a mention. You guys will have to go check out the side business that Brady and his wife run um, through Airbnbs. If you guys are ever in the Dallas Fort Worth area, you could stay there. Yeah, Um, Beautiful projects. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's been fun to watch those journeys as well. And as we start to wrap up, I want to ask you, what are you looking ahead to for 2022? Um, I know you and Quinn love to travel. So is there any fun thing in the works?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Quinn, I mean, we're four months away from having a baby. So the travel window is slowly starting to close a little bit. We might make our way out to California to visit some friends before the end of the year. But I think we're going to be a little little homebound for a Mm -hmm. little bit of time. But as far as what I'm looking forward to in 2022, man just to assure, I mean, listeners, you know, I've been doing this five years and so many people are like, you should have a five-year plan for your business, right? Where do you see yourself in a decade? Like (laughs) write out lists of goals and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I'm just just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be pursuing something that I'm passionate about, right? So... Well, I am excited for the next year and just to see, you know, what God's going to do and the projects that they get to work on. Something that I love so much is that there's never a shortage of variety, right? In what I get to work on, and so like I'm so excited for the variety that's coming up next year. And also, something that I'm really excited about is I'm wanting to slowly move more into online education and bringing oh. people into filmmaking, bringing them into starting up their own Airbnbs, like you mentioned earlier, bringing them into the creative process and starting to create digital products that they can be a part of and a community they can be a part of to have fun in the creation process, right? So 2022, I definitely have uh, a lot of things I'm looking forward to as far as creating education resources where people can come along and kind of like, hang out with me and kind of work on stuff together. So that's probably the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to this upcoming year.
0: Oh, how awesome. Well, I hope it all happens. I know you have a baby on the way, so we'll see. I'll be praying for for you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate it.
0: So as we close up, I just want to say thank you. Um, it's just been such a joy to work with you on the projects that we've gotten to. And for those that are listening, definitely go check out Brady's work. He's just a master storyteller. So, thank you. So final much. question What place are you between, and how can we pray for you, Brady? Ooh,
1: man. Oh, man. Gosh. I think I'm in between the place of growth and still one still not knowing where i'm going like i'm 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 genuinely at a place like i mentioned just just previously of i started this video thing five years ago that in my mind is like a long time to be in something and so I am in the process of growth, which is awesome. But I also am still so curious as to the culmination of where all of this is headed. And mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm in the the weird space between growth and vision. Like I'm trying I'm still trying to gain a vision on where I want it all to end up. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Totally. Um, it's a little embarrassing to still not even know that even after five years. Like I'm just going to be honest. Like. I'm like, man, like, I really feel like I should have a a grasp on where I want this to go. Mm -hmm. But I'm just, I'm so in the moment on just enjoying it and having fun that I'm still trying to figure that out. So just, just prayer for continued wisdom that I make the right choices, that I take the right steps to continue operating in the path of purpose and peace that God's laid before me, but still seeing the objective that I'm working towards as well.
0: Mm, Absolutely. We'll definitely be praying for you. And I think if I may say, I think so many people just struggle to be in the present. So you're already doing something of like, you're trying your best to be in the present. And I think that God rewards that. So thank you so much for your time today, Brady listeners. um, We will see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. over here cheering you on friend you just finished another episode of the places between podcast if you want to access more be sure to subscribe or visit theplacesbetween.com to learn more about our guests episode sponsors upcoming retreats and more like stay in the story a 25-day devotional all about staying in your story while you wait on your dreams on god and on life to come to fruition. And lastly, if you're looking for an online community of people who also want to transition well, then come say hi over on Instagram at the between. As always, thanks for taking time to dive into the places between. Until next time, keep enjoying that journey.